0: Welcome to Whiskey Fit, where we believe every bottle of whiskey has a story to tell. Three guys, one bottle, endless bonding. Here are your hosts, Brian, Evan, and JJ.
1: Welcome back to Season 2 of Whiskey Fit. We took about a year hiatus. Uh, life got in the way, as it does with a lot of people around here. But this is Evan, one of third of your Friendly host, since to my right we have Ryan.
2: Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Glad to get to hear my voice again.
1: Across from him or caddy corner to him is our third host.
0: Hi. Hi, Dr. JJ. JJ.
1: Dr. JJ. I don't
0: know why I said doctor on that one. I don't know. If I was, it's, uh, it's great.
1: He really likes letting people know he's a doctor. But what we have for I you. I like
0: expensive things. <laughs> Leave me alone.
2: Oh, well, you should introduce me. This is CrossFit Ryan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> CrossFit, right? What what the hell is he play play Evan sell weight rooms? But let's not chase <laughs> rabbits too far.
1: In season two, we are trying to bring you something a little bit different. We're bringing you guests, hopefully on several episodes, if not all of them. So today, we're kicking the first one off. With a cross for me is Matt O'Reilly. Say hello, Matt.
3: Well, hello. Thank you
1: for having me. Of course. And Matt, I know this is putting you on the spot, but for the viewers or listeners—I don't know why I said viewers—give us a little Do bit I about yourself. Who are into you?
0: To a video. soon, yeah. A, a Twitch? Mate, I don't know what that
1: okay. is. Okay. What I mean, is that? I think it's like a video thing. But. Oh, maybe. Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself, man.
3: I've got a better radio face, so let's. I like this better. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I'm 48, born and raised in Wisconsin. Go Pack. Go Pack. Damn right. Oh, yeah, we got some fans here. I like it. Uh, Mar- uh, JJ's married to a Wisconsin woman as well, yeah. where I did my undergrad. Yeah. Uh, same town, uh, University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. Okay. And then that starts
1: with an E though, right? Oui, Eau Claire.
3: Wee oui, oui, French. Yeah.
1: Okay. It starts with an E. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, hour and a half east of Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family's from there. My wife's family's from there. My wife's from that area. So, uh, everyone's there. My brother also, of course, grew up there. He went to school at Marquette. He moved down to Texas four years before I did. So really he was the kind of impetus of why I followed. I came to Texas. He, he, he came down here, uh, I, I lived with him for two summers while I was you know, going to school in undergrad, and I, I really liked it. Weather was great, taxes were great, economy was great. What time of year did you come here? Yeah, I was here in the summer. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I'd rather take the heat than the snow, for sure. Dude, like
2: they it's have, a fair
0: trade-off. They have winter for like nine months in Wisconsin. Yeah. like Aaron's up there right now. They have feet, literal feet of snow. Yeah, last week it snowed 12 inches in one
3: day, and then two days before that it was 8 inches. So we got about 20 inches of snow last week.
1: That's almost two feet for all of you mathematicians out there. <laughs>
2: yeah. and it's currently 77 and sunny here. It's beautiful. Doors here. and windows are wide open in the old studio.
3: Yeah, I'll take, a, I'll take, a, I'll take 100 degrees every
2: day in the summer versus yeah, you and me both.
3: what that winter will do to you. It's just cloudy and gloomy.
2: Okay. But, uh, That's yeah. why
0: God invented air conditioning. Yes. yes. So
1: did you not have air conditioning? And Did they not have air conditioning in Wisconsin?
0: uh we did but it's a 50 don't.
3: 50
2: shot yeah 50
1: 50 all right you learned something every day did. didn't know that about you Wisconsin.
2: did yeah yeah i mean northern people and northeast people know that type of stuff okay that's you know i would actually say probably a lot of west coast people probably know that too i mean i'm not i'm sure there's not a lot of air conditioners on the west coast either i mean southern california do you really need air conditioners there It gets hot oregon washington do you really need it there definitely not no. there. you don't need it there right Anyway, a
3: little tangent on this one. Germany as well does not have air conditioning. Yeah. Does that? My brother was just there, doesn't surprise me at all. it was a hundred or high nineties. I think it was mm. when he was there, and he's he's a he's a little bit larger. Yeah, uh, he used to do CrossFit, which I would like to encourage him to continue on but he he went down a different path um but he's genetically a bigger
2: individual yeah and uh you're being real pc right now yeah you don't have to be in
3: (laughs) case my brother's listening i love him i love him but uh yeah he was just in germany and he was sweating like crazy and i kind of felt bad for him but i didn't realize a lot of europe does not have air conditioning as well
2: you went to the uk last year didn't you Well, it's actually uh,
1: pre-pandemic. We went to the UK. Oh, that was that long ago? ago. Good Lord. Um, Yeah, and I was actually, as you were telling that story. Not a lot there, right? No, No, I think it's the little like coil units that are on the wall. And I'm not even sure if it was. I mean, we went in in what would still be considered cold for them because it was still like 40 degrees when we went. So we wanted heat more than anything. But I'm trying to remember. I don't think there was much of anything. So,
0: like, interesting geography fact. The entire country of Germany is further north. Like the southern tip of Germany is further north than the entire state of New York. That's okay. the reason why they don't do a lot mm-hmm. of that. Plus, you've got that northern effect of like the the ocean up there, so it, it keeps it like like the Pacific Northwest a little bit cooler, uh, a little bit more temperate across all seasons. Mm.
1: Learn something new,
0: yeah, vast knowledge.
1: Before we chase it, hold on. Let's I mean, it is whiskey fit. Oh yeah, that's so, right, Matt. What did you? Matt brought the whiskey. So if people don't like this whiskey podcast, it's definitely Matt's fault. But Matt, what did you bring us to uh, drink today? I brought Middleton, very rare.
3: Middleton does have a couple other, you know, named bottles, but this is the very rare. Uh, it's I'm guessing it's probably one of the more common of Middleton uh, whiskeys it came in a box there's a story behind this
1: okay all right was the box cardboard no it was wood so wood <laughs> i wanted to, i wanted to bring something does it have a screw that top? had a box well that's why i'm look these are these are hot buttons from and because matt probably doesn't know this from season 1 i mean it doesn't have a screw top guys it has a can we Work. get a jj can you grab it get a little sure. click, little yeah. pop out there this is a
2: Look it's a, that. that's that's a good good job one. that's a good
1: one it's a cork top came yeah. in a wooden box has to mean and they said it's very rare. It's so
2: 750 milliliter bottle. Also, it is 750 milliliter you gotta bottle. You got to clarify that as well. Clarification. That's a very that. important oh, point.
1: It is caramel. Thank you on that one.
3: Oh, he said. Oh, he said the <laughs> he word said already. It? He said it for me. I said it for you.
1: So but actually, it actually does. <laughs> <laughs> we cut you off. What? Keep going about this very rare, but you said it's one of the normal ones. Well, I mean, it's the one that I've always seen.
3: If you go to Total Wine, that's the only one I see. So they also have, like, two named ones, which are a little bit more pricey. Uh, so the pricey – the named ones, I think, are in the mid-300s a bottle. Okay. Um, Define named. Like, uh, the guy that um, – the guy that first started this, was a, it was in 1983 or 84, um, the first whiskey maker. They named one after him. So it was, like, like his, it was based off his name. So Car- this is an Irish. So this is an Irish whiskey. It, it
1: smells th- delicious, yeah. by the way.
3: It yes. smells amazing. So, the story behind this, I wanted to at least bring something that has yes. a little bit of a story. And Doesn't we like have stories. A huge story, but you here's like the story. Um, I was in my young 30s, call it 30, 31 years old. I just started up a business, and I was the consultant for the New York City Fire Police, teachers, and employees. And I would go up to New York every other week. And a, New York, uh, if you add all four pension funds together they're in the top 5 in the United States as far as size pensions. so a lot of money management companies
1: quick 20 second time out yeah. is it the other guys is that the police department that they work for that they try to steal the on billions uh, that Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell... That, that it's oh, it's
3: called The Other Guys. It's called The Other Guys.
1: Yeah. All right, for anybody listening out there, I'm pretty sure it's it's the New York Police Department that they try to steal the
3: pension of. <laughs>
0: it's just, just so everybody
1: could dive
3: into that. Sorry, keep going, what you were doing. There's, there's the, so Billions had the same thing. That was the, oh. the, the New York City Police. Okay. The, okay. Okay. One of the first episodes, which there's a lot of truth truths parts to that show, on, at least for the season one. I can tell you firsthand. Okay. Um, so... The New York City Police Department uh, fire employees, and there's one other. It's like a municipal ballot. But anyway, if you include all five, it was call it $90 billion worth of pension money. And a lot of money management firms, of course, a lot of them are New York. So they try to entertain and, t- and do different things. Pensions can't legally, like trustees can't legally accept certain things. But they can go to conferences. So there's a bunch of money managers that would host a conference in Ireland. And being one of their consultants, I got invited to be a guest panelist and speaker. So everything was paid for except for my flight. Same with the trustees. They had to pay their way. But once they got there, everything was free. And let me tell you, it was fantastic. So Guinness tastes very different over there than here. Um, And so I had plenty of Guinnesses with a bunch of my friends. And one of the guys wanted to start drinking whiskey. And I thought, this is not a good combination. Once you go out of the, for at least me, I like to stay in my lane. If I'm drinking beer, I'll drink beer. If I'm drinking whiskey, I drink whiskey. If I'm drinking wine, I don't like to go back and forth. Mm -hmm. It just ends up being bad for my system. So I'm drinking beer. I puke. And yeah, I usually go down that path or I don't puke, but I get, I I, I hit the wall pretty hard. I'm a puker. So I stopped (laughs) and uh, I'm I'm drinking this, all this Guinness, which is fabulous over there at least. And was it warm? Yeah, warmer, yeah. It was,
1: it was I good. can't get over that. It's weird. It's,
3: oh, it's great. It's super it's over there. So good over there. Um, this one gentleman that I'm hanging out with says, let's drink some whiskey. And I'm thinking, bad combination. So he starts talking to the bartender, and he goes, hey, I want a good Irish whiskey. And he's looking. He's like, should we get some bushmeals? And the bartender looked at <laughs> us like we're kind of foreigners, which we are. He's like, no, no, no. And he says it with his thick Irish accent. He goes, son's... I'll pour you the fine one. Oh, and am in so we start. And I thought, oh, this is going to be bad. So I start drinking this Middleton, and that's when I said, holy cow, mm-hmm. this is fabulous stuff. And that was when I was 30, 31 years old. I haven't had it since. Oh, really? So,
2: you haven't had it since
3: then? Nope. So, so, so this is my wait. first inaugural. Uh, Damn. In, Cheers in, to in, that. In, in the last decade or two. Yeah.
1: Ryan's been diving into the, uh, the computer. Uh, already Ryan's Middleton very rare how, how many Middletons are there I mean what is this a obviously it's very very rare uh, or one very rare is there like a rare or is there a not rare I'm just trying to get some education on Middleton here because I am an Irish is there a fan.
0: run
3: of the mode yeah, is there a basic one I didn't see any I haven't seen any at least
1: I just saw the very
3: you rare see what the, old in the machine
2: tells me here.
1: He's diving into the machine. For those of for what we are drinking, it is uh, it's 80 proof, uh, and then I just I'll go ahead and throw out there like yeah. this has got more burn in the chest than any 80 proof that i typically throw mm. down. It's warm. Um, but it's not like an overbearing um, burn in the chest. It's quite tasty. Uh, it's sweet. Uh, Which is a little bit different than the... Did you say caramely sweet?
0: You know, there are things that are
1: other sweet that are not caramel. Really?
3: Is it vanilla? Vanilla.
1: You know what? There is some vanilla in there. I will give you that. I like the vanilla. But that's what I got on neat. I'm about to throw it on some ice, but does anybody else care to join? I don't want to throw it on
0: ice. I just want to sit here and sip it. But I know the rules.
1: Yes, the rules. Ryan, it sounds like you got something over there.
2: Oh, other ones? No, I'm still going through the old rare section. The Google machine's a little slower today for some reason. But the big thing with the with these vintage releases that he brought is that every year they have a different one. Yeah, this is a a 2022 version. The twenty three is already out. Obviously, the other ones if you can find them. But they're all blended, which I thought was really cool. So it's blended all from the same distillery, from their own distillery. But then the gentleman that created it, like he was talking about in the 80s, he goes and picks through all the different barrels that they have. And it's supposed to be a mixture. It's kind of like when we had the conversation on the Johnny Walker, why so many folks like that. It's a mixture or a blend of anywhere between 12 and 33-year-old whiskeys. And then, so if you were to average that out, I'm assuming that's somewhere around, what is that, 24-ish, 25 years-ish, something like that on average, which is... That's, a, that's outstanding. It's a hell of a hell Y'all of a should deal. probably
1: throw it on ice because it's It's distinctly different after the after the ice. So, Matt, you you had this when you were 31. You started some businesses. And since then, I mean, we're not going to age you, but you're a little bit older than 31 now. You've had a couple more years on you since then. You said your age, right? Yeah, yeah I did. Okay, 48. So we've had 17. Full disclosure. Full I'm disclosure. I'm not, he's 48, 17 years. And so what if, you know, professionally uh-huh. – what is it you say you do? I like to ask people what they do. What is it you say you do professionally?
0: There's actually one thing he left off of all of this. His hobby is becoming sommelier. Like he's yeah. going through different things. That's, That's true. his flipping hobby. That's true. So, like, whereas Ryan and I tend to be the nerds on this, he's actually the nerd at the table that actually, you know, took tests to prove that he's a nerd. True story. What's a sommelier? So, I'll ask, I mean, a question. I'll ask the yeah. question. I'll ask the question. This is like,
2: this is Evan's wet dream of a podcast. You brought... Vintage Irish whiskey, your sommelier in training. Don't ruin like, it. Like
1: this is. Don't ruin it.
2: This is the wet journey. Just let it I happen. Never heard of Don't one. ruin ahead, it. Matt. So, if I remember correctly, a
3: sommelier way, way back in called thirteen hundreds, fourteen hundreds, is basically when when the kings and queens would go hunting, the sommeliers would take care and pack everything, the food and the whole the whole kit. So it evolved, has evolved into a steward or a helper of wine. It's it's just there to serve wine for the guest. So the training, really, there's two different paths of wine study. There's the WSET, which is the Wine Spirits Education Trust, and then there's the Courtmaster Sommelier route. So there's two different types. They're very similar. Um, The Courtmaster Sommelier, which is what I did, that's a little bit more focused on the service of wine with the matching or the pairing of food. But you still have to know all the rules, all the different areas that grapes grow, the laws, etc. That was my hobby.
1: Was or still is? Oh, you it know? still
3: is. It is. I collect wine. Okay. And so I figured
1: if I'm going to collect wine, I should know what the hell I'm doing. That's fair. I, I feel like that's – we could go down a long path of that. But for these two, we're not going to do that. Ryan, what oh, are you
0: – for us. For, for us, us too. Dude, that was one – I was going to do it, but you have to be in the freaking too. business. And... I was going to do that because it's over there in Las Galinas. I was going to go do all that stuff, but you have to be in the business, and I wasn't working behind a bar, and I'm, I don't have any freaking free time. So, no. Children. No, it was before that, but I didn't have free time then, but now I really
2: don't have free time.
1: <laughs> Ryan, what do you taste down there? Because I know you've been stewing on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, on the, things, on, the ne- on the neat side of things, on the neat side – uh, I didn't get as much as the sweet that you guys kept talking about. However, I got like apple, dried apples, which I tasted on the neat side, but on the ice side of things, now the sweetness is just completely mm-hmm. exploded mm-hmm. into my mouth where it's, it's the caramel yeah, and the vanillas, <laughs> it's the apples, uh, I, orange, there's definitely that zest flavoring in there, yeah, or whatever citrus, you want to call it. like sure. it's citrusy, it's... It's your typical explanation the way you're going to say, oh, I can drink this in the middle of the winter, neat. Hey or man, can, we're not to that point, don't take or that from me. I can sit on the patio, <laughs> or I can sit on the patio when it's 90 degrees and put it on ice, like, it's that smooth. But it, it's the conversation we've had with all the Irish whiskeys, is that they're so low-proofed, mm-hmm. because they're low-proof, they just, they're just they so smooth, and you don't get cinnamons, you don't get bites, you don't get burns, you don't get that stuff with the Irish whiskeys, which think is why you like them so much
1: i think I, he was just a, called me a pansy is what he called that's, that's what t- i heard awesome. and and Something i was trying
0: to like i was trying to really throw of it throat, off for you but. but like i had some burn there was some alcohol to the first part of this i like that i mean it had a little bit of a of a not a bite but i had the a, a, a warmth thing. right i had so i too. had that and i had a lot more sweet when i put it on ice then i lost all the flavor oh. on it for me it's just a good time on
2: ice god it's good
0: <laughs> so I, i'd rather drink this one neat this one's much more of a neat drink for me, so I, I lost it all on ice.
2: Mm. I got, I got is a distillery, I, where meaning in, in Ireland, Cork, it's Irish, the County Cork, no, and it, cork so they dis, so so all your popular names: Redbreast, mm-hmm. Jameson, mm-hmm. Green Spot. They're all distilled by Middleton. Middleton, yeah, mm. it's one of the main there. And that fun fact: I looked this up earlier. I did not know this before today. There are only eight distilleries in Ireland. Oh, there used really? to be dozens and dozens of dozens. And uh there's only eight current active distilleries in Ireland. For comparison, there are over 150 just in Texas. <laughs> just a comparison. There are on record there are over 150. Yeah, but
1: what's the geography size of Ireland compared to Texas? I have no clue. Can anybody help us with that?
2: No, it's small
0: it's, yeah it's pretty short. well
1: man so I I w- i'd ireland's be curious per DFW, capita Then well so that's
2: worth it the other part of it that's texas has okay. really only been making whiskeys for about 10 years
1: and it takes like eight years to make whiskey
2: yeah. and our ireland's been making whi- Bushmills is like the original irish whiskey which is like that shit dates back to like 1600 or something ridiculous like it didn't they say irish actually came up with whiskey that's supposedly, definitely no? there I don't claim that's that's the Irish's claim to fame. I for like to sure. claim that. My last name's O'Reilly, I know, so. Ain't, ain't no doubt. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm God, invented, God invented invented uh,
0: whiskey so that the Irish wouldn't take over the world. Maybe, yeah. Um, to for that for that Ireland is about ten times smaller than Texas. Wow, there you
2: go.
0: Because yeah, well, I did the so ring of Kerry, like, and
2: that's like a, so like three, 3 million, million people, time. right? Five million people. Twenty-nine million in Texas. So yes, twenty-nine million in Texas.
0: There's five million people in DFW, and I don't even know if that's accurate
2: anymore. Six? Six million, yeah. See, a little bigger. Oh shoot, we all died during the potato famine or left. He's way
1: shoot. better on the Google machine than you are.
2: Yeah, he's. Maybe you know, we should put him. He's in probably his... on. He's probably not on my Wi-Fi. That's why he's probably on his own cellular services. <laughs> so
0: we may we may have to make him the
2: little like uh sure. fat, fact checker yeah, back here on Joe his home. Rogan's got that guy. Uh, what the heck's his name? Jamie. Uh, Jamie. Call yeah. Jamie. Yeah, I'll call you Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you need something looked up, I would love to have a Jamie. That would be great. Anyway. We'd have we're, to pay in there.
0: No, we don't have to pay them. We just, it's whiskey. That's the only reason why we're doing this whole damn thing. Yeah. Uh, I think it's fair. I don't, personally,
1: yeah, I think it's fair to say that you can drink <clears throat> this neat or on ice at two different times in two different like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to say what he just said, <laughs> in a different way. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're right, <laughs> I, but I agree. Yeah, I, I
3: do too. If I want to study this for a while, I'll drink it neat because I think I yeah. get more distinct flavors. But just put it on ice I can just enjoy it It's so delicious It's the best Irish
2: whiskey We've had on the podcast yeah.
1: What's the price point? Two
2: twenty. That's okay. That's where And where the problem lies that's, just, <laughs> that's the separator Yeah Yeah but
1: that's not I mean I don't think that's the worst thing That we've had on here Oh no
2: no 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 no, no. It's Oh just, no I, Like I brought
0: stupid shit
1: <laughs> I wasn't gonna say Who brought it But I, I, I was just kidding like, that,
0: that, that My wife got it for me As a Christmas present that yeah. Thank you Aaron That was possibly The most expensive
2: thing We've had Twenty-five. That definitely was. Yeah, that was nearly a five hundred dollar bottle. Yeah, yeah. You're right. You're
3: right. I was debating on bringing that. Uh, what's the ghost one? The a, the Johnny Walker. Yeah. One the, of their ghost Ellen,
2: versions. Is it Ellen? Poor Ellen or something. Yeah. Like that? Well, they have a bunch. There's like five or six it's, different versions of that. I, I almost, brought, almost brought, that brought that
3: one just because you, that would have been. I wanted to rub it in for you. That. Yeah. Because okay. the side note. That was the one Ryan goes, oh, yeah. hey, over at Seagulls. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they, they had it at goody-goody. Goody Goody. Goody Goody. They had it at
2: Goody Goody, and your ass left class that day and went and bought it, prick.
3: Right after class, I left, <laughs> and I took a yeah. picture, and I sent it to Ryan. I yeah. said, thanks for the advice. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's the guy at 10 a.m. at the Goody Goody waiting for them to open the door so you can go in and buy it. Do you know yeah. the guy's name?
1: At Goody Goody? He doesn't know Brian. Who's the prick now? Yeah, Yeah, that's (laughs) a good point. Going to make fun of the guy that's outside at 10 a.m. You got these guys on first name basis. no doubt. Yeah,
3: and I've been putting
2: my name on the backer seat, and I've never won, by the way. You know what? Since Angelo went that day and started doing the same thing, and I'm pretty sure name dropped me, I haven't won since then either.
3: That's because you made fun of her. uh, No, it's because they know her,
0: and now
2: she's taking him out. Oh, she's trying to. Okay. It's ridiculous. But we need to go into... We interrupted you. Sorry. Oh. And we went into your hobbies, but we, I don't know how you explain yourself to people. Like it's real easy. It's like, oh, Ryan, what do you do for a living? Yeah. um, I own a CrossFit gym. It's just super easy, right? I don't know how you explain yourself to people. I don't either. Because you are a master of a lot of shit. So when I was 44,
3: yeah, when I was 44, I technically retired. Um, Okay. So it's really hard to explain that or talk about it. Um, just because that reaction, yeah,
2: sure, sure, yeah, <laughs>
3: and it's like, what do you do? And and that identity is with so many people, and so I really had a hard time struggling yeah. with just what do you do? How do you answer that? Yeah. Um, and I just am like, I don't know. So I can't say, oh, I own part of a rubber company or an asset management company, but people around at least DFW. Oh, Lane's Chicken Fingers. They've mm-hmm. heard of that. Amen. So a lot of times I just say, "Oh, Lane's." I, I'm a owner or
2: investor in Lane's Chicken Fingers.
1: You're a part owner in a rubber company. Yeah, yeah.
2: The same rubber company that make bumper plates and sell them to Rogue and Play and everything. Yeah. Oh, a rubber Russia, company. Which,
3: no, 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 no. It's actually a rubber. It's a recycling rubber recycling company. Yeah. There's something called vulcanization. You. Yeah. It's you, how you make floors. Okay. So. you make rubber. That's how you make rubber. Um, sorry, make rubber. Good point, uh, Charles. Charles Goodyear, actually, on accident. put That's how you make athletic floors, is you vulcanize the rubber. You vulcanize the rubber. So um, the gentleman I invested with, he has a way to de-vulcanize rubber. Does he now? Yeah. (laughs) So de-vulcanizes rubber and then sells the... Crumble. Crumble, Mm -hmm. essentially. So he buys actually crumble, Mm -hmm. but it's vulcanized. Mm -hmm. He
0: de-vulcanizes it, Mm -hmm. and then he sells it off. And
1: it ends up in athletic fields.
0: So Evan just really... Or This just became Evan's favorite podcast for the history of ever like yeah. any he's ever heard any he's ever been a part of this is now Evan's favorite just because he got to talk about season Hulk 2 episode 1 so our, uh, we're
2: literally going to name it season 2 episode 1 Evan's wet dream with Matt O'Reilly <laughs> yeah.
0: first of all I have
3: <laughs> <laughs> wow we could take that down
2: a different <laughs> road <laughs> let's go <laughs> I'm
1: going to I'm going to actually keep us on task here No,
2: who are you talking about
1: uh, I think right we, on the mark you retired you retired at 44 mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I was away from the mic it said son of a bitch um <laughs> You graduated from Euclid probably at 22, 23, like Euclid. normal people. Yeah, 21. Euclid, Euclid, Eclair. Um,
3: yeah, 21, 22.
1: So in that 20 years, you were an investor, you were a business owner. You. What did you do to then? And then I guess when did your mind get to the point that you were like, yeah, I'm not working for the rest of my fucking life. I'm going to do something to where I can retire early.
3: Yeah, so um, when I – When I was going to school, I always knew I wanted to do something in finance, something with investments. Didn't know what. Every kid thinks, oh, I want to be a money manager. Now every kid thinks, if if they're interested in finance, then they're like, I want to be a hedge fund person or private equity. That's like someone in the medical field saying, I want to be a surgeon, orthopedic, heart. That's kind of the, the thought process when you're younger. And then as you get older, you're kind of like, all right, that avenue's closed, that avenue's closed. And I started, I moved to Dallas and started working for a company that consulted to very large pension funds. Um, we worked with Texas teachers, Louisiana teachers, Texas Permanent School Fund, huge pension funds. And then what ended up happening is, I uh, did a program called the CFA, got my MBA, and I thought, I'm gonna go leave, I'm gonna be a, work for an asset management company. And one of the guys I was working with said, hey, why don't we start up our own company and consult in the private equity space. And it's a, it was a growing field in that time. And I thought, I got nothing to lose. Like, I'm leaving anyway. So he basically sat down with me and said, hey, how long can you go without a salary? And fortunately, my wife at the time, she just finished her CPA. So we, we bought a modest house. We're, we're, her and I are very frugal. I, I've at least loosened the reins up a little bit
2: lately. I will lately. to that.
3: Um, but back in the day... You just, call it, you just agreed that he's cheap?
2: Frugal. Frugal. I think that's the word that he used. Um, I didn't cheap. hear the word I,
3: Well, actually, I used to be cheap, but now I'm just frugal for the most yeah. part. But there's a few things where I'll let it loose. Sure, I'll, I'll, splurge. I'll okay. splurge. Wine,
0: whiskey, wine, cars.
3: Wine, whiskey, cars. Okay. Travel. Yeah. Travel's good. I've always yeah, it's a good let place loose that. on that. Um, and so we started up a company and caught, honestly, lightning in a bottle. Um, Louisiana State Employees was our first client. They gave us $30 million to do a co-investment fund. So directly investing in companies that have a tie, some sort of connection to help employees in the state of Louisiana. So $30 million, quick math, private equity, 2% management fee, 20% carry, meaning 20% of the profits. Nice. So anything after a 8% return, we got to keep 20% of that. So if you do quick math, say I, we do it really well. We knock it out of the park, do two times the money. So, $30 $30 million in profits, we'd get to keep 20% of that 30 million. So that was our first client right off the bat. And then picked up another client, another client, and kept growing it. And then we sold part of it to Deutsche Bank. And quickly thereafter, we had a huge partnership issue and blow up. So we went from $7 billion under management down to
2: zero in one week. Isn't this where the story of the show Billions ties into you somewhere? Yeah, so there's,
3: there's some segues yeah. into that. Uh-huh, um,
2: uh-huh. I don't know how deep you want to go into that. Yeah, but it's, 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 I it's was a, introduced to Michter's Rye through you and through Billions, and yeah. you told me that there was a correlation in there somewhere. There's, there's, there's,
3: a, there's a story. So uh-huh, part of the uh-huh. reason why – so Deutsche Bank put their shares back to us, and uh, the, all of our clients – pension funds are herd mentality – once one of them does it, all the rest of them do the same. So we picked up a ton of clients real quick, and then we lost all of them within yeah. a week. Um, they just basically switched us out with other managers to sure. manage the money. Um, so going down the deep rabbit hole, um, Andrew Cuomo was running. Yes, he was the, the attorney general, yeah. and he was running for governor. Okay. And usually attorney generals try to have some, a couple big cases to get publicity and show the state how well that they're defending the average person. Okay. A lot of politics. Um, Of course, we knew where Andrew... By the
1: way, I wish we had our third guest here right now, because that (laughs) Mm -hmm. could be be real fun. But Keep going.
3: So Andrew Cuomo, we know where he ended up, but that's another story. Yeah, that's Uh, another story. But one of his pet projects was the pension fund. Uh, New York Common, uh, it was the second biggest pension fund in the United States. $160 $160 billion dollars at the time. It's Good probably Lord. $180 billion dollars today, <laughs> roughly, maybe $200. Oh God. Um, so there was, a, there was an individual who was the head of finance or fundraising for the comptroller. And every group that hired this gentleman got money from the pension fund. Huh, ironic. Uh, so there are 16 companies. We happen to be one of them. I fortunately have never met them, but my partner that I started the company with, was dealing with that client. And then fast forward, um, Andrew Cuomo did an investigation. They found out that there was, quote-unquote, pay-to-play, meaning you got to hire this guy and then you're going to get business. But Carlisle, who's... I don't know if you've ever heard of Carlisle, but they are one of the biggest private equity groups in the world. The the joke was, yeah, if you came out of Washington, Carlisle will hire you. George Bush... A senior, he was on their advisory board, the who's who of Washington, because they had a lot of government contracts for their businesses. Mm -hmm. So they always were involved in the politics. They wrote a $50 million check, went away. Um, All the big guys wrote checks, went away. Um, The auto czar, Obama's auto czar, oh, I can see his face. He was a big, big Democratic Party guy. He became the auto czar. Well, he was involved, but those guys wrote checks. Everything goes away. Um, the smaller groups, there was about five or six of us, we couldn't stroke checks like that. So basically what happens in an investigation is they say, Hey, we want you to plead guilty to whatever we say. And then you're going to be a witness because we're really going after the comptroller.
1: We don't really care about you. We care about the person above you. Yeah. Just we're trying to we tell you to do it. Yeah. Get out of
3: this. yeah we, w- we just want you to cooperate. Be good.
2: You're the drug dealer, like but we want the drug kingpin. Yes. yes. And this is SEC investigations, right? Or is this...
3: Yeah, this is- Actually, it was everything.
2: Okay. It ended All up right. being everything. Bigger than that. Okay.
3: Um, because it was... The AG was leading sure. it, but the SEC got involved. Sure. Uh, FBI got involved. Everyone got involved. Actually, little side tangent, too. Uh, my attorney sat down with me and says, Hey, look, none, none of the other partners have ever met this guy. You're one partner who's kind of being targeted to like roll up and help. Like, look, you don't know anything, so the best thing to do is just let's go talk to them. So I walk into a a room, and they call it, I think it's Queen for a Day or something like that, where you can talk and just pretty much openly, and they can't use anything against you. It was the FBI, the SEC, the Attorney General. It was crazy. There was like 12 or 13 attorneys all with different
2: divisions talking to me. So intimidating
1: and it was funny guy there remember. one swinging light bulb in the middle of the room like, <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's, that's what that's what it feels in, like in like my exactly. head right yeah. now it's just one fucking swinging a, light bulb a metal bulb. table it's yeah. very dark yeah, like it's chains table. chains yeah. on
0: the table like a little like a u-bolt sitting there for the chains yeah. that's how I see it too was file only on the table
1: that's it sorry with a picture hanging out half of it <laughs> but that, yeah there were some things that happened in
3: billions where it happened to us or other firms which isn't technically the law but the new york comptroller's office or the attorney general's office would just be like no this is what you're going to do and we're of course we're kind of like wait a minute our attorney just said that's not legal and our attorney said well it's either this or they're going to do this so it's not proper but welcome to new york you're like what the hell this isn't fair but you just kind of play the game it was a really interesting part of my life. Very stressful. still
2: got elected governor.
3: Got elected, and then he got kicked out <laughs> real quick with the help of his brother, too. Karma's a bitch, isn't it? But, yeah, so Billions, when I watched the first season, <laughs> I, had some, I, to watch I had some great insight. I
1: yeah. need to. I've never watched the episode. I've got to watch it now. Yeah. Gonna, now um, had
3: so the- I went to – so technically, actually, during that, the time of uh, when I was doing private equity consulting, our first couple of clients, when I was 28 years old, I had enough money where I could technically retire. Okay.
0: Son of a but bitch! It's, but it's like, but keep, it's like, keep selling those floors. I'll keep adjusting. Maybe, maybe we'll retire by the time we're eighty.
3: But for, you know, but but for me, like my wife and I are very frugal. Sure. Um, and it was more of just doing something to have an identity. Yeah. It's just, and I, and so I went to San Antonio Fire and Police Pension Fund. I became their chief investment officer, and I met a hedge fund lady. I forget her name. But she starts introducing herself and she says, I was the head of marketing for SAC, Stephen and Andrew Cohen, which Billings is after. Like the first That's season. It's crazy, yeah. And I of course my eyes light up. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. And she goes right away, Yes, it's true. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like, what about this? What about this? Like the guy, I think he was in Connecticut where he was shooting the machine gun. Yeah. In his I haven't backyard. seen any of this, so yeah, 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 he, yeah, yeah. it's great. Know, and know. she looked at me, and she goes, Oh, totally true. Yeah. I'm like, what about this? Totally true. And then so they have a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but it's a male. In the show, it's female. Okay. You know, so they just have all these different things. It's but the looking. plots – Oh, yeah. Cool. Okay. <laughs> it's um, in the movies. It's, yeah,
0: it's, I mean. So yeah. what I'm most excited about this whole thing is we finally freaking brought politics into the
2: discussion. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, we got to. My tongue is bleeding. I'm sitting over here, like, I'm sitting on my hands. My tongue's bleeding because I, because here's what's gonna happen I'm gonna say one word and Evan's gonna jump on me. Like, so I'm just,
0: I, I'm sitting here. This is popcorn, this is like a tennis match. He says something. That I watch, nope. public, I look mm. over at Ryan and he's
2: like, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm. no, no, like my can't, face hurts can't do from smiling. como, como the New York politics. Ah. It's whiskey freaking fit. awesome. This Whiskey Fit podcast is here to talk about whiskey. But talk, it is, but we also talk about life and stories and all the fun fucking things. This is awesome. Uh, I could
1: get that into it. That is fascinating. Um, <laughs> we are not going to go down the politics route. Damn it. Um, back to what you already just called it, the Whiskey Fit. Um, yeah, that's why we're here.
0: So... <laughs> I thought it was to drink and talk to friends and maybe talk about a whiskey. That's true. (laughs) Yes. We'll wrap it
2: up. We'll do
1: what we normally do. Um, Matt, you've never been a part of this, but I don't know if you listen to the podcast. What we do is basically we go around the table, and um, the line that I always use is you have 45 seconds. You could be talking to a homeless man, or you could be talking to a billionaire. You've probably talked to more billionaires than homeless Mm -hmm. men, but you've got to describe this whiskey to that person and um, basically give your... Endorsement or not endorsement about it in about a forty-five second to a minute blurb. Boom, boom. All right, so high endorsement. I love this whiskey,
3: Irish whiskey, very smooth. I would personally, if you want to think about it, I would drink it neat. It's got notes of, yes, I will say it, caramel. Take it from it There's there's vanilla, Uh, very citrusy. Like it's it's a very citrusy hints of fruit up front. But once you put it on ice, it smooths everything out, and it's just a nice 75-degree drinking, sipping out on the patio
1: type day whiskey. And just because you are a connoisseur, or somewhat, is there a cigar that you might throw with this?
3: Ooh. Oh, so, yes. I am a big Davidoff fan, and this year is Year of the Rabbit. Year of the Rabbit with Davidoff. It's a Davidoff cigar. They always do year. It's a Chinese
0: New Year. Okay. They always make a cigar after that. Okay. Every year. There you go. Doc, I'm kind of at a loss that the year of the rabbit with the cigar thing. But anyway, um, so explanatory. It,
2: it is. I just I don't understand. Like, what the year, hell does that rabbit, have to do with cigar, the, year of the? I, year I get year
0: it. The rabbit. But yeah, but does it change? Do they like year, flavor things? Like, I mean, like, year, is it different, different tobacco? Like, New New just, year, it's every year. I, I understand. New I get, cigar get cigar that's mean, not the thing that's hanging me up. It's the cigar with the rabbit. Did they put rabbit in the cigar? Like, that's what's throwing me off on So the
3: year of the ox, year of the pig, year does of the Does it taste ra- like a, like so a smoked t- ox?
0: Does t- I mean, what are we doing, rabbits? Like, uh, what we'll does just, it taste? Like, see, anyway. See,
2: see fine. <laughs> it's way
0: too deep. I, that, that's where my brain goes. I'm sorry. Uh, for the whiskey, it's absolutely freaking delicious. Uh, if I'm describing it to a homeless person who's like, get a job, <clears> go find this whiskey and do it. Um, uh, the For me, it was significantly better neat. Um, when I put it on ice, I got... Uh, bitter, bitter, um, like, um, uh, like a bitter rind, like the orange peel oh, that okay. was like too much, like th- like the bitter rind of it. Oh, That's yeah. I got that. I that yeah. um, for me, it was I had the sweet notes. I won't say the 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 c word. You already said it anyway. I did, but it was in jazz. Gest- you said it. I did. Okay, caramel. Um-
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's like Tourette's. He just <laughs> has to say it no matter what. What a dick. <laughs>
0: but i got some of that it was the sweet the the floor, like not necessarily the floral notes but like the the
2: the citrusy notes in in the the neat it was significantly better for me neat so it is a uh, fantastic whiskey neat or straight it or neat or on ice it doesn't matter however you like to drink it it's it's absolutely fantastic i'll i'll do a little bit of the devil's advocate part of it so if a price point is an issue with you it might be a little High on that side, price point wise, where you're going to want to like drink this on a patio and drink the whole bottle in a day. It might be something special occasion wise that you want to dive into it or something like that. If price point isn't an issue, then yes, putting it on the patio with some buddies and your year of the rabbit cigar is probably right on point. Especially with today, it's such a beautiful day outside when we're doing this. Um, the the downside to me with all Irish whiskeys, honestly is that they're so soft, they're so low proof. I do personally like that bite on my throat. I like a little burn. I like I like to feel what I'm drinking <laughs> in my chest when I drink <laughs> it. To me that's the only downside to it. It is a fantastic whiskey that's an easy drinking whiskey for sure though. Like anybody could drink it. But you sure. didn't get that bite neat? I didn't get the bite. Neat. Oh, I didn't know. I did as well. Uh my quick blurb would be
1: Obviously, to piggyback off Ryan, if price, but taking price point out of it, because obviously that's a big, um, uh, big boogaboo for some. Um, I think it's a whiskey that you drink uh, two different ways at two different times. If it's a, if you're drinking it neat, I think it's post dinner, I think it's post meal, Uh, and I think it's maybe one or two. Uh, And it's something that you could probably drink uh, when it's cooler outside. I think if you throw it on ice, it's something that you could drink with dinner or you could just drink in the afternoon. You could probably drink three or four of them uh, or six of them, depending how much you love Irish whiskey. Uh, It just depends what your mood would be. I'm not going to go into flavor profiles because we all know that I don't really have that great of flavor profiles.
0: So. You know what? By the end of season one, it had improved markedly. That's, that and was you, a whole year ago, though. I understand. Yeah. but Who I, even knows at this point? Yeah, right. He's just but been drinking it, without it, well, since then. The, the really bad part is since I, I really want to push this to a video podcast so everybody else can make fun of his damn mustache.
2: Uh, all of uh, all of Spotify's, you can put video on Spotify. Now. I am. It's, a, it's no different. Oh, yeah, yeah
0: and, and Aaron's doing cool things with yeah. the marketing of these things, like clipping out the video sides of it. Yeah.
1: Anyway, on, on that note, guys, <laughs> we appreciate you listening to episode one of season two. Matt, thank you so much for joining yes, us and joining us today, Richard Middleton. Uh, we hope you stick around and listen to a couple more recordings. But uh, as always, we hope to have you back, man. Salcha, salcha. I don't know what the fuck that means. Goodbye,
2: guys. Bye bye.